0: and welcome to Health, Wealth, and the Pursuit of Happiness, a podcast that will empower you to live a more inspired life and find real freedom. Each episode, Mark Dale Mazer and Aries Jimenez discuss best life practices, covering topics ranging from health and well-being, to true wealth and our relationship to money, to understanding what real freedom and happiness really is. They provide tools and a system for helping you live a balanced, authentic life In complete harmony with your mind, body, and soul.
1: Welcome. Hey, Mark. Welcome, everyone. We are here
2: for season two, episode two: topic, wealth. And we have a really interesting conversation to be had today on this subject. Do we not? Yes, we do. We're going to give our listening audience a little background on where we are today, and that is we've probably put more time into developing this particular episode,
1: content-wise, I think, than
2: any episode thus
1: far. Would you agree? Yes. Multiple brainstorming sessions. It has taken us a while to kind of just figure out what where we both are coming from regarding this subject.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And we're excited to bring you pretty much where we've landed. And that is we're going to take wealth and we're going to, well, we're going to kind of say we're going to take the conventional view of wealth. And we're going to challenge that, not from the standpoint of it being good or bad, but we're going to challenge it from the standpoint of maybe it there's a lot more to it in terms of wealth. Yes. So be prepared for some ideas on redefining wealth in your life. We think that when we do so, and if you resonate with what we're gonna share with you in this episode, I think you will possibly walk away maybe on a track for
1: being a little more wealthy than you are. That's the hope. That is the hope. So where shall we start, my friend? So with this conversation and discussion, we wanna put it in the context of our our life's journeys, right? Yes, absolutely. And so I always love to start, and, and as all you know, For those that have been following us for a while, what is the definition of wealth? Like, what is wealth? Okay. And so wealth defined is the abundance of valuable possessions or money. And typically when I think about wealth in terms of valuable possessions, you know, in this context, I'm thinking of real estate, I'm thinking of maybe gold, I'm thinking of investments, Collectibles, things of value, typically tied to something, you know, to to its monetary value. I mean, what, what would you, how would you expand on that, Mark? I would expand on it that it's a values based
2: concept. And so, what we're actually defining as value is kind of what I think the key part of the conversation is. When well, we look at the conventional definition that it's an, it's a financial asset, it has monetary value. Some are liquid, some are illiquid. But either way, at some point in time, you can cash that in for money, somewhere. For, for money. For money. And we talk about money a lot. We are in the money business. But I think in this context, while money is truly the survival skills of the 21st century, as Dick Wagner said, the adage is true. One, it's not all about the money. And that leads me to the question of, is there too much about the money? Too much focus, too much energy, too much time, too much effort around Earning, saving, building, protecting, all of these are really important, but are we spending the, the healthy amount of time when it comes to money and wealth in the traditional sense?
1: I would say for, for some people, absolutely, we, they are spending too much. It becomes the, the focus of their lives, if you will, you know, they're always taking a look at their net worth statement, right? Because that's something that that measures this this more traditional definition of wealth. Correct. Is my net worth going up? Correct. So right? net worth versus net worth statement
2: versus let's say a personal mission
1: statement mm-hmm.
2: or self worth. Exactly, a self worth statement is worth a lot more than a net worth
1: statement. <laughs> I would agree with you. So, so taking, taking- And that's a values thing. That's yes. That's what we're talking about. So I want to ask the question, like, why is it important to build wealth? Like why do, from a traditional sense, Yeah. Like, why do we do it? It's a like, great question. Why, why is there a focus in yeah. it? Okay. And I
2: think that there are probably many answers to the question, but the thing that comes up for me, and I think with most people, I think there's some element of an insecurity- There is some element of feeling that they need to be more secure and safe, and there's a connection in their minds that by having a certain amount of money, be it savings in the bank, be it investments in the market, be it real estate holdings, whatever it is, but I think there is a level of security that comes with that and a level of safety. And of course, the big question in our business is, will I have enough money to live? Right. Could I outlive my money? And that's a viable concern. But I think the question that we're raising is not, is it a viable question, but is it really the most important question? And should you be putting so much of your effort and time and energy to solving
1: to that? And
2: where what is that coming from? And back to your original question, I think it is a certain level of insecurity.
1: Yeah. And I would say we, most people tend to focus on building wealth to create the security, right? I think one of the other things that comes to mind for me is the, st- the status. there is a status thing, just how you want, how you feel about yourself, yeah. right? So I mean if're you building if your net worth is going up, you know that could be something that can kind of give you that rush and make you feel like you're it will embolden you yeah, Yes exactly. Absolutely. That and how maybe other people view you from the outside. So, I would say external status, right? But that's where I, you know, I I almost think about you could build wealth, but still have like what my question is like, what is the status on the inside, right? So, you could still build wealth, but not be happy, right? Not have joy. I mean, because that those other things too are some of the things that I feel why I know. I know for me and wanting to focus and learn how other people are building wealth, that's one of the reasons why I got into this business to understand money and how to be wise with it and create wealth, right? Accumulate wealth in my lifetime in your more traditional sense. And a lot of the things that I think about is one, with more money, you have more options, you know, you have more freedom, maybe you have more happiness and joy, Peace of mind. I mean, those are some of the things that come to mind for me, but I would say that if you focus just on the money piece and building wealth from that standpoint, that you could have the money but not have all those other things. Exactly, exactly. And you could miss the mark. Right. The thing that money represents is if we back
2: up the wagons a bit and we look at really what is at play for us to live this fuller, more meaningful life of freedom. Anybody that's listening to this podcast knows that we preach freedom and we preach true freedom. And there's a lot that goes into the recipe for true freedom for each of us. But at the end of the day, the thing that is the difference is the inward stuff of life, not the outward stuff of life. It is not an external search. And this is where I think we're going to begin to kind of shift the perspective, that we're going to shift it away from the external, all the visible things that will sort of define somebody. And we're going to say that while those things are nice, they're not the most important thing. And that they themselves will not buy you happiness. They themselves will not bring you meaning. They themselves will not give you purpose. If there's anything that I think many many successful people and i don't mean financially successful people i mean people that have this high not net worth statement so much but self worth statement for themselves and people that know their place in the world and they know their 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 reason for being here and and sort of what their purpose is and they're applying the skills the god given unique abilities that they have in the world to make the world a better place everything For those people that has fueled where they are, the very driver or drivers in their lives, none of it is outside themselves. Everything is inside themselves. From their higher self, their soul-driven, their spirit-driven, we've talked about that. And so this is where we wanna begin to shift a little bit. To say that when we talk about wealth, okay, it just isn't about the money because that represents all these external things.
1: As we make this shift, I want to touch on kind of what are the, the problems or the issues of just focusing on this more traditional definition of wealth and just focusing on the monetary yeah. value of things. No, I think it's a great question. And I think the
2: primary problem is that the things that drive our behavior are oftentimes outside of ourselves it's social it's societal it's governmental it's marketing it's all these external forces that are bringing ideas and concepts to all of us these things that
1: influence us yes whether we we realize it or not
2: exactly and we might be nothing more, I think more often than not, we're just sort of innocent bystanders of the efforts of others to try to essentially direct our behavior. And that's really what advertising, and that's what marketing is all about, is to help direct people's behavior from perhaps looking at one thing to looking at something else. Or, I mean, we're always selling, and this is not a bad thing. This is not a bad thing. I mean, selling takes its form in all different ways. Just selling a great idea How about people many years ago that looked at some of society's and the world's worst problems, like slavery, for example, and had the idea that, hey, slavery isn't right, okay? Every human being has an innate right to be free, and how are people that are indentured to the service of someone else like that, how are they free? So someone came up with that idea, and that had to be sold Okay, before society would begin turning and starting to eliminate these type of practices. But the question is, in this particular situation, what's the world doing to push this focus and this energy towards the money game? Yeah, And I think the problem is, is that far too much industry and societal pressure is put upon us to simply focus on this stuff, to make it really important. And I think what, what suffers as a result, since we only have limited time and limited energy and limited focus to do anything in a 24-hour day, and then a year, and then a decade of our life. And then a life. And then before you know it, you wake up and realize, wow, what have I been doing my whole life? Which was the case with me. And so the problem with it is it distracts us from the most important things of life. Be them relationships, be them our own, knowing ourselves, all these things that are more internal, which is where the real ultimate health, wealth, and happiness lies. It's on the inside.
1: So the external stuff really distract us from what's truly important, which is the internal stuff. Yes. I think that's one of the problems. As you were talking there, I thought about the whole concept of the American dream, mm-hmm. right? And so because being, you know, first generation Filipino American, my parents being immigrants, my dad being in the Navy, and that's why we're here in San Diego, you know, that was one of the things, like, as I grew up and th- some of the values that they instilled in me, right, and the things that I needed to do was do good in school, you know, get good grades. I'm sure you, all of you have heard this. Get into a, a good school in terms of college, study something that you want to do and become a professional, right? And, and make money, get a high-paying job, make money, and then be able to, one, afford a car, a house, and just being, being able to take care of yourself financially, right? And I think, you know, back to the whole American dream, I think that made sense in terms of where we were at when, that, when it first came about. And, and the societal changes that we were going through at that time, you know, from the industrial revolution and now, they, you know, we just were able to create these structures where it allowed people to, to earn a good living, to earn more than, than they actually need, and then to use that money and actually have ownership and be able to purchase things such as a car. I mean, the car came out and then, you know, so it just, it allowed us to increase our, our standard of living Compared to, you know, other areas in the world, right? So that was that was that was good. That was a great concept at that time, and we all bought into it. But now, you know, I, I think for me personally, that's where I think we're at this stage in in human evolution and civilization, where I'm kind of questioning that and whether that still holds true, and and I feel like we need to evolve from that. Right because I think a lot of the things that obviously there's been some good and bad that has come from it, but learning and just realizing and being aware of what the bad is and then just evolving right to a higher level of consciousness right and and finding other solutions, better ways to be living our lives because i I think one of the things that has come come out of that is you know once you do start working in order to own a car or purchase your first home you have to get into debt then once you're in debt then now you're working you know and you become a sl- technically you become a slave to your le- to the lender right you're you become a slave to your employer because you need that income to be able to pay these these bills to just maintain this certain standard of living right i think there's a better way there's there's definitely a better way than that so I want to back up
2: the wagons a little bit again on this which Is to say, the American dream, our forefathers, the dream was really freedom. Yeah. Period. Period. That's all it was. But it developed into a little bit something different. It was the American dream about having things. But again, that wasn't the original dream. I think what we need is to come back to the original dream. Yes. That it's simply about freedom. Freedom not having the things, not having that perfect little house or sometimes that perfect huge mansion. And it's just the way we evolved in our, with our pretty much capitalist system, I mean, which is a good thing. I mean, it does, on many levels, it does promote freedom. But the reason it promotes freedom is that we have the construct of freedom with respect to how our government is organized in a democracy, and going back to our forefathers, that we're really preaching that every human has the right to pursue a life of happiness, how whatever and however that's divined, yeah. believe what they want to believe, do what they want to do, etc. So, I think when it comes to wealth, that's the part that really
1: shines. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the money piece is important but it's not the only thing and it it shouldn't be the focus but it is part of the the puzzle right again back to the important part of the puzzle yeah it is part of the puzzle so let's expand on that and what what does that truly look like so let's define what what wealth or true wealth means means to us okay and and for me it's about you know we talk about abundance cuz that was in the original definition Right? So the original definition was the abundance of valuable possessions or money. Back to these end up being things, right? Our definition is is the abundance of what you value most in life, okay? Which which expands and is more than just things, okay? And I think with that too, you know, the most... I think that's where I think about this whole concept of freedom and focusing on freedom is you have the freedom to create abundance in terms of what you value most in life. We we have that freedom here in the United States, which I'm very grateful for, but not, not too many of us are, are truly taking advantage of that, right? We truly have the opportunity to live out our best lives. And so I think a big part of this wealth definition for me personally is you know going back to our big 5 you know which is time, energy, unique ability, money and relationships where the traditional definition of wealth really focuses on just the money and that ends up being the driving the driving force for a lot of the life decisions that we make, okay? But instead of it being money, right? Money is still part of the equation. Let's, let's focus on our unique ability. Let's let that be the driving force in our lives. And, and for those of you that are just listening in and haven't listened to that episode, I'd, I'd encourage you to do so. But if you focus on your unique ability, I think that's where the purpose and the meaning, a lot of the internal stuff ends up being the focus and how we are able to bring value in our lives and then that through that you know we are able to you know we have the opportunity to to even capitalize on that on that value that we bring to others and create more more abundance in your traditional sense of of wealth which which i personally feel that a lot of the great entrepreneurs of our time the great business leaders, I feel like they've they've been able to do that. That when they first started out, I could be wrong, but I imagine when they first started out, it wasn't driven by money. They were focused on bringing value and they were focused and they're doing things that lined up with their unique ability. And through that, they found purpose and they built a business around that. And then through that, they are able to build a business that they were able to capitalize and and that was able to generate a ton of yeah. financial resources, yeah. money. So you make a great point on the unique ability, but let's share a little
2: bit more about that. Okay. How does one discover for themselves how what their unique ability is? How would you define a unique ability in a very broad definition, one that might be a little bit different from what people might assume a unique ability is.
1: To answer that question, I would say unique ability is going back to to one of the two questions that we need to answer in our lifetimes, like who are you and why are you here? I would say unique ability falls under like why are you, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And it's, there's something deep inside of us that wants to express itself out into this world and that through that to bring value in the lives in the lives of others, including our ourselves. And I think what's tied into unique ability is, is definitely passions, purpose, our strengths, all of that stuff just kind of tied in together. So those are some of the things that, you know, that, that I think about that construct you know this concept of unique ability
2: yeah and i would also add to that it's not necessarily a thing that you do like a craft generally speaking it's it's
1: higher it kind of still ties to like who are you it's kind of who you are it's a part of who you are too yeah it's it's definitely something that's
2: tied to how you're innately wired and how you actually go about in a more, in the most comfortable way in the world. It's very congruent, like there's never a, hmm, don't know if that fits for me, sort of question when you're truly in your unique ability. But for those that are listening that have not understood the definition, particularly as it's defined by a wonderful organization called the Strategic Coach, which Aries and I have both been a part of our own journey and trying to discover what unique ability is for ourselves, that it it isn't necessarily something that you're really, really good at. Again, it goes sometimes beyond that. It's, It's deeper than that. Unique ability is something that you do this probably better than anybody else, or you are this way, or you're able to somehow bring some element of yourself that can really move mountains. And when you look at all the people you know, you don't know anybody that actually does it quite like you do it. Or yeah. are they're they not being quite like you're being with that, whatever that is. So when they define unique ability, underscore the word unique.
1: And that's when you know you've got something. I, I would almost say, you know, earlier you had mentioned a self-worth statement. I would say the self-worth statement, a part of that, if not, you know, all of it is really your your unique ability statement, right? So so you've gone through a strategic coach personally. I haven't. I you, You're the one that brought it up to me and exposed me to Dan Sullivan and strategic coach and digging into it. You know, I came across the concept of unique ability and, and I picked up the book and the workbook. So I'm working through some of this stuff as, as, we, as we speak on my own. But I, I would say the unique ability statement is that's ultimately what you're trying to get to from, from their process, from the book. I would say that in itself is almost your, your self-worth statement that is where you bring the most value that is your worth right there summed up in in a statement and how you bring you know how you bring value to others right
2: exactly and you're absolutely right that of those two great questions who are you why you're here that why you are here your unique ability is clearly tied into that question once you know what that is and it does knowing that actually really does give you a real strong light on your path. Yeah. Sometimes it actually shows you the path very clearly. So we could not encourage you more, those of you that are listening to definitely check that out and it'll be in the show notes.
1: Yeah, so if if we focus on our on getting clear on our unique ability and structuring or finding and investing the time, the energy, finding the relationships and the money to focus on that, I think it'll just spill into everything else. One regarding your time, you'll be spending your time in doing activities and things that you value most and love and that you're passionate about, which in turn will give you more energy, energy right? Cuz right? it does energize you. Yep. And naturally you'll you'll be you'll be in relationships with others whether they are in support of your unique ability or you're using your unique ability to bring value in their lives. Right. And then I think through that, you know, back to you know, this whole concept of capitalism, right? You have the opportunity to be able to convert that into money. You know, speaking of that, too, when I think of unique ability, it's, you know, it's a part of the self discovery journey that we're all on. But once you discover that, it's again, it's a matter of expressing that outward and bringing value to others. So it's so in a sense it very much is others focused. And so I to me when I think about true wealth that is something that I think about as well as bringing value to others, being generous with others giving, right giving of yourself, of your life, of your time, of your energy, of your money, your financial resources to others and i i think once you do find that too i one of the things that's important regarding true wealth is being content because i think once you're clear on that and you're on that journey and you found, you figured that out or you're clear on that you know now than you ever were before there is a you know a greater sense of contentment mm-hmm. because you kind of know who you are and you're not looking for these external things to fill in, to fill a void yeah it's more about not what you're
2: feeling so much as I think contentment, which I think is part of it, but it's that you're no longer unsure, you're no longer wondering, you're no longer anxious, you're no longer all these other experiences that we feel when we aren't fully in our knowing of what is really congruent for us and what is really in alignment with who we are and why we're here, so. And when one knows that, it's a wonderful, wonderful sense, and a wonderful way of being. It's a wonderful way of being. So let's continue on with this true wealth definition.
1: Yeah, what, what are some other things that come to mind for you, Mark? How you want to expand on that? Well,
2: I love the, the idea really of prosperity yeah. as being kind of the anchor word to really what true wealth is. And you've provided a great definition of prosperity as a state of flourishing, thriving, having good fortune, or success, successful social status. It often includes wealth, but interestingly, it also includes other factors such as happiness and health. So it is a full suite of wonderful sort of life experience if you will. And almost, dare I say, a certain level of consciousness that is experienced in your life with all of these things present in the package of prosperity.
1: Yeah, and and it says it's a state. And I view prosperity as it relates to wealth the same way, you know, in our in our previous podcast when we touch on health and health and well being, right? It's just it's just a more would you say co- comprehensive or holistic a broader approach. Yeah. yeah yeah approach or definition of what what that what what we should be striving for exactly yeah exactly so one of the things i thought about too regarding wealth is is this whole concept of abundance mm-hmm. right and so abundance really is a large like the definition, the definition of abundance is a large sum of something right and and that's part of the definition of wealth like the abundance of valuable possessions or in our's abundance of what you value most in life but there there can be a place where we have overabundance or ex- excess and so we need to under- understand the differences between the two because With excess, it's it's something that has a more negative connotation to it. Versus abundance is more more positive, right? So access could be just you know having almost having too much of something, right? And so like in our society that we live in, and and for those that are in the category of the haves versus the have-nots, those that are in the one percent right versus those that are in the 99% at least for me personally i think there can be that could be one of the challenges or one of the the problems with living in a capitalistic society is that when is a lot too
2: much well, that's an interesting question probably different for everybody i'm just certain of that i think everyone needs to know where that line is for them and then when you get there back off move your energy and resources and time elsewhere. That's really more in line with your self-worth statement and kind of aligned with more of the who you are and why you're here. But I love the idea of the word abundance as being part of this definition of true wealth. But what I really love is your focus on the abundance of the things that you really Love. And value. And value. Exactly. So I had a really interesting conversation with my granddaughter last night. We're babysitting as our kids are out of town in Chicago. And and so I was I was sitting in the office prepping for our call. And my granddaughter Sophia came in and she started asking me questions. And one of her questions was, What are the three things you love doing the most? <laughs>
1: This came out of nowhere. Yeah,
2: yeah. She just started asking like questions. She's she's an old soul, and she's loves engaging in conversation like this. So, and the other night we were sitting on the couch, and she said, "What are your three favorite emojis?" And I said, "Oh, honey, come on. You know how many emojis there are there? Okay, so let's do it like this." And so she went she took my phone, and she said, "Okay, from." You know, because it starts out with the faces. Sure. So it says from this whatever the first face is, upper left, like from that face all the way to this face, what are your three favorite faces? Okay. Okay. So it was really a cool experience. And it was cool to see, it was kind of interesting to see what I rated my top three. And it was really interesting to see what she rated in her top three. And it says a lot about what people value. Really? Sure. Expand on that. Well, I looked at my three top emoji faces. And my top three emoji faces was the regular normal smile. Like the nice smile, not the crazy smile. With the big teeth. Yeah, no big teeth. No, no No, no teeth showing. No teeth showing. No, just the nice calm smile. Okay. "Mm -hmm," You know? The other one was sunglasses, so cool. And the other one was blowing a kiss. Okay. Okay? So I look at that. And- to me because I know how I use these emojis so when I use the like the regular smiley face emoji okay that to me is like kind of like gratitude kind of a thank you smile I feel good it's all good smile okay? okay obviously the kiss is love yeah and the cool is like everything is okay and I'm good with that with that, a particular thing. <laughs> Not necessarily a state of being, but I'm cool with what you just said.
1: I'm cool right. with the shades on. Right, Got exactly,
2: it. that's how I use them. Okay. And so it kind of opened up this awareness of
1: how we all use
2: them for different reasons. And it was really cool as I saw myself progress and I saw her progress. And we had a fair amount of overlap. And then the other interesting thing was afterwards, is we both quizzed each other and said, did you learn something interesting about the emojis? And, she, and we both said the same thing. that I don't ever remember seeing this emoji before or that emoji. Like she picked a couple that I never knew
1: existed. Right, you just don't pay attention to them.
2: Exactly, but they're kind of cool. I like what she was doing with them too. You know. So that was interesting. But back to her question. What were the top three things that I love doing? And I really had to think about it for a moment because although I'm very aware of what it is, but I had to put it in the category of my top three. And so I said, well, I'll tell you what I love doing the most. The top three things are being with all of my family relationships, okay? I just always love and enjoy that. And then I said, the other thing I really love doing is like traveling. I like just moving in this respect. And the third thing I like was actually doing this podcast was one of the things i love doing and the work that we're starting to do around the life planning and the the whole essence of helping clients go well beyond the money and yeah and specifically even to possibly discovering for themselves who they are and why they're here i mean i love that and when i step back and i look at these three things it's very clear and they are center point in my life plan sure you know? And there's no question about it. And the other thing is that when I look at the work I've done with Strategic Coach and the unique ability, that the relationships, my family situation, which is really all about relationships, clearly ties into the work I did literally over 20 years ago with Strategic Coach around relationships. Yeah. And when I look back at my life and I see how much time energy and effort I spend developing those and how meaningful it is to me. And then the third thing being the value that I can bring people around some of these most important things to them in life and I can help facilitate support unconditionally for them to, to become who they want or to have something they want or do something they've always wanted. I love it, so then I know two things. I know I'm lined up with who I am and why I'm here and I know that I'm employing my unique ability that I'm able to bring the skills necessary to do those things for people. You know what? It's a very wealthy feeling. (laughs) Truly is. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot. Absolutely. I have an abundance. Yeah. It's a, it is a sense of prosperity Mm -hmm. that is completely unrelated to money.
1: Unrelated. Totally.
2: And that's, Pretty much the essence of what we're trying to share here.
1: Yeah, and and I think what she did for you, and and I wanted to dig into this, is the importance of defining what true wealth means to you. Yeah. Exactly. What do you value most? What what is most important? And just focus, you know, the big five on on those things. Spot on, dude. Right? And spot. And by doing that, you will create an abundance Of what you value most in life. Exactly. Which which in our opinion is true wealth. It truly is. Yeah. And that's the upshot of what we've
2: wanted to share. And so going forward, we would like our listening audience to explore embracing this wider view of wealth with one purpose and one purpose only. Can that get you a little bit more freedom in the world and in your life? Because again, That's the ultimate goal in this podcast is to help people achieve that, that sense, that way of being, that way of living. And I think that with some of the ideas that we've shared, this will go a long way with people and we will bring much more on this subject going
1: forward. Yes. And looking forward to it. Me too.
2: Anything else in closing, my
1: friend? No, uh, that sums up everything. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel the same. I feel satisfied. <laughs> I, I feel prosperous. Yes. And content.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so with that, everybody, thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing with you episode
1: three, upcoming. All right. Till the next episode.
0: Some of the concepts and tools used in the process of helping you discover a more balanced and inspired life are provided by the Kinder Institute, Money Quotient, and the Strategic Coach. These may be referenced throughout different episodes of the podcast and you can learn more about each of them in our show notes at hwph.org. You can also find more information about the work Mark and Aries do at sandiegowealth.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn and available directly via email with feedback, questions and more at us at hwph.org. Thank you all for listening.